All right, we'll be up and running here momentarily. Of course, nothing works the way you want it to when you want it to, right? Shred was brought to you by the amazing fast fingers of Sophie Lloyd, um, a great guitar player from uh, not America. She, she's got like a British accent, and uh, I stumbled onto her when I was going down a YouTube wabbit hole. So, election fun and shenanigans. Still ongoing. So, want to mind everybody that on Parlor, this is uh, the real Big John. On Rumble, this is Americana, the American Way, and on. The Anchor and other podcasting platforms. This is Panic Attack with Big John. Uh, so, today was what's call, supposedly called the Safe Harbor Day. Uh, congressional law that says it was well, part of a larger law. The, the bill itself or the law is the Electoral Count Act of 1887, and it says that if uh, all discrepancies uh, regarding certification of electors are resolved by December 8th, or they haven't been filed by December 8th, that the electors can be certified by the states and go on and vote on uh, December 14th. Now, the problem is not everything's been resolved. Um, some places are treating it like that. Some media outlets may be treating it that way. But it seems as though we still have uh, ongoing litigation and uh, problems in Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Uh, the state of Texas dropped everybody a bombshell today and filed a lawsuit with the Supreme Court. Ted Cruz has offered to make Texas's oral argument at the Supreme Court. Now, the thing about this uh, Electoral Count Act of 1887 is that it's a congressional act. It's an act of Congress. It's a law. It's a bill that was passed. It 
does not supersede the Constitution of the United States. So, let, let me uh, show you this here. Article 2 of the Constitution establishes the executive branch lays and lays out the procedures for electing and removing the president. So, let me, let me read you another brief summary of Article 2 of the Constitution. Article 2 of the United States Constitution establishes the executive branch of the federal government which carries out and enforces federal laws. Article 2 vests the power of the executive branch in the office of the President of the United States, lays out the procedures for electing and removing the President, and establishes the President's powers and responsibilities. Now, this is the article that Justice Alito points to a lot when he is uh, setting out and making decisions on things like this controversial Pennsylvania situation we have where the state of Pennsylvania uh, in, in a way to compromise with uh, radical left-wing governor Tom Wolf and the uh, radical left-wing uh, secretary of secretary of the state of Pennsylvania. They, you know, loosened the restrictions on mail-in balloting. Uh, this was before COVID hit, even, uh, and they also loosened up uh, restrictions on things like signature matching. Uh, it used to be that, you know, mail-in ballots had to be at the Board of Elections or postmarked by Election Day. They changed that. And Pennsylvania may have violated its own constitution in doing so. Um, Wolf and the Secretary of State rushed to certify Pennsylvania's election only certifying the vice the president and vice president spots not uh, certifying any other down ballot elections so uh, gee that's that's a lot a bit odd don't you think so let's go through some things here uh, let's talk about texas first uh, Texas files election lawsuit at the Supreme Court against four battleground states. So this right here uh, would say that the safe harbor has not been met by these states, right? I would think. Uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton filed a lawsuit against battleground states Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, and United States Supreme Court over unconstitutional changes to election laws. 
it says, quote, or pardon me, in a press release, he says, quote, the four states exploited the COVID-19 pandemic to justify ignoring federal and state election laws, unlawfully enacting last-minute changes, thus skewing the results of the 2020 general election. The press release states that battleground states flooded their people with unlawful ballot applications and ballots while ignoring statutory requirements as to how they were received, evaluated, and counted. The defendant states made the 2020 election less secure, Texas argued in the suit. The changes are inconsistent with relevant state laws and were made by non-legislative entities without any consent of the state legislatures. The lawsuit states the acts of these officials thus directly violated the Constitution. Uh, Somebody named Jeff Carlson tweeted, This case presents a question of law. Did defendant states violate the elector's cause or the 14th Amendment Sorry about that. Got a phone call. Um, did the defendant states violate the electors' clause or the Fourteenth Amendment by taking or allowing non-legislative actions to change the election rules that would govern the appointment of presidential electors? State or Texas versus state motion twenty twenty. 12-7 final, uh, and there's a a picture here. This this total article I've been reading from is from townhall.com. Uh, it's called Texas Files uh, Lawsuit at Supreme Court Against Four Battleground States. So, let's look here at Georgia for a minute. Uh, Newsweek is reporting as of uh, today, Georgia's Governor Kemp risks inflaming GOP civil war as state meets safe harbor mandate deadline. Well, did they? Because Texas filed a lawsuit at the Supreme Court yesterday. So how can you say they met? met? <laughs> met the the quote-unquote safe harbor mandate. Okay, Governor, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp could further inflame uh, inflame tensions within the Republican Party on Tuesday as his state officially passes the safe harbor day deadline for certified election results. Uh, What, again, the safe harbor deadline is the December 8th set forth in the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And yes, we do need to respect the Constitution, no matter how old it is, all of its amendments, no matter how old it is, and all federal laws, no matter how old or new they are. Uh, People may say, you know, well, you're going back to 1887 for these uh, laws. Well, the law, these laws have worked up to this point. 
my argument is they're not in the safe harbor because there are still discrepancies. There's this lawsuit from the state of Texas. Uh, there are ongoing lawsuits from the uh, Trump campaign as well as um, other actors, uh, people. So where is this going? State Harbor is a deadline for, whoops, shit. Safe Harbor Day is the deadline for states to settle outstanding election disputes so that the results cannot be undermined when they are communicated to Congress. The deadline is set six days before the Electoral College meets. It falls this year on December 8th. Um, so... Actually, Safe Harbor Day is six days before the Electoral College meets. Uh, so it just happened to be on December 8th this year. The deadline is laid out in the Electoral Account Act of 1887, as I told you, but is not mandatory. Georgia certified its results Monday following a count of state of votes in the state and despite some Republicans calling for further investigation into the process. Yeah, they've asked for, uh, the Trump campaign and other Republicans have asked for what's called a signature audit. So each ballot has to have an accompanying signature. And the signature has to match the signature on file uh, for the voter at the Board of Elections. <sighs> now, uh, Brian Kemp has said that he cannot order this um, procedure, that it has to be ordered by the Secretary of State. But uh, Trump's people and Trump think that in the law he could order this, uh, this signature match. Uh, um, audit audit pardon me i couldn't recall the actual name of it um and there's a whole list of things going on in georgia that makes it seem like they have not really met this safe harbor deadline <clears throat> you know um Places where, let's say in Georgia, pardon me, well, I flipped through my notebook here, in Georgia, okay, You have the machine recount where the results come back the same. This is the kind of recounting they've been doing in Georgia. They take the ballots, they run them through the machine again. Of course, that's going to come back the same. When they do a hand recount, strange things happen. Like they find thousands more votes for Trump stuffed in a box in a corner somewhere. Uh, they find that Trump gained... 37 votes, where Biden lost 37 votes. 
Well, gee, doesn't that sound like the machines were flipping votes to Biden? Like uh, they've been accused of. Another reason uh, Texas uh, may be filing this lawsuit, I, I mean, they can't say it, but these Dominion machines have been a problem. And the Dominion uh, voting systems has been kicked out of the state of Texas. So they may know something that other people don't. Or they may have been on to something earlier on that other people were not. I said earlier that Ted Cruz is offering to make the oral argument in front of uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, the NY Post reports Texas asked Supreme Court to toss Biden electors. Ted Cruz offers to present case. Now, Ted Cruz has argued cases before the Supreme Court in the past. Uh, the Texas um, Attorney General probably has not. So Ted, uh, Ted knows, and Ted also clerked at the Supreme Court uh, and different things. State of Texas is suing four swing states that certified wins for Biden in a bid to have the Supreme Court keep President Trump in office as Senator Ted Cruz has volunteered to present arguments in a similar Pennsylvania specific case before the high court with six days remaining before the electoral college meets to formally elect the next president Trump allies are putting up their final legal struggle so and then it goes on to repeat the same thing I just read from the uh, other article about the Texas lawsuit so the safe quote-unquote safe harbor day may be here and may, you know, on the calendar anyways, but these uh, states are not out of the woods. The Supreme Court set aside a, a case uh, by the state of Pennsylvania that they may have violated their own constitution in doing uh, these changes to the election process. Uh, and the constitution of Pennsylvania cannot be simply changed by, no constitution to be changed by a vote of the legislature. Uh, the vote, the changes to Pennsylvania election laws that were made against their own constitution uh, needed to be voted on as a constitutional amendment by the legislature twice and then put on the ballot. What well, was never put on the ballot for the citizenry to vote on. So right there, they could not have, the legislature could not have made the changes that it did. Um, and, and they did it to appease Tom Wolf, who was, you know, bullying the Republicans into doing this stuff. Um, the, the numbers of discrepancies in the state of Georgia between people that moved out of state uh, and then somehow voted in state, the number of deceased people that they know voted in Georgia, uh, 
and there's like several other categories. Actually, here, let me find it for you. Because buddy might put it up on his Facebook, and I, I read it and stuff in other places. He posts a lot of shit, so this might take me a minute. Come on. There he is. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. Where'd it go, John? Here we go. Georgia. 2,500 felons voted. 66,000 underage. And I'm rounding these numbers off, by the way. But 66,000 un underage registered. <laughs> 23 or 2,400 unregistered voters voted. 1,043 registered post boxes. You, you have to have a physical address when you register to vote. You can ask for your ballot to be mailed to a post office, but you still have to have a physical address. Uh, 4,900 people registered after the deadline. 10,000 Deceased by election day, uh, six or three hundred ninety-five ballots cast in another state. So some people that lived in Georgia at one time, then moved out, they cast a ballot in Georgia and in another state. Uh, Fifteen thousand filed changes of address forms. Uh, 15,000 file change of address form. So we don't know if those 15,000 um, were really Georgians. Uh, you know, there are Democrats that are agging people on now to move to Georgia and register to vote at an apartment for a month so they can vote in this Senate runoff. Uh, and then we have 40,000 people who moved and failed to register to vote in their new location. So you add up any set of those categories. You know, some of these could be mistakes. Uh, some of these could, you know, be, not be true. But I've heard it in a couple of news outlets, this same list. And you put any number of these together and it's greater than the number of votes that Trump supposedly lost by in Georgia. Again, doesn't give Trump the election, but it puts a serious monkey wrench in the uh, Electoral College along with what's going on in Michigan, where there are more and more discrepancies with poll books. Some places they have more absentee ballots than they have registered voters. Uh, some places they have uh, in Nevada, you had a large number of people that moved out of state and then voted in Nevada and in another state. Uh, you have a, lot, a large number of deceased people who voted in Nevada. You take any three of those states out of play. Uh, Arizona, you had a lot of voting discrepancies. Uh, anywhere that you had... Dominion software, Trump uh, 
you know, lost by a, a lot. And Biden underperformed, underperformed, did, got less votes with, like, say, minorities in uh, places where Hillary and Barack did well. But yet he got more total votes than Barack. Um, and also, how did he know to perform so well in these places where ballot dumps have taken place? How did the, I've campaigned against Democrats for so long. They're not good at it. They just are not. They're good at getting, having the media on their side. They're good at cheating. They're good at trying to cheat. But they're not good at target campaigning. So you're telling me out of my 22 years of experience and decades before that, suddenly this is the year they get it right and target just the right areas. Philadelphia, known for its cheating known for its election fraud, voter fraud. Detroit, known for its voter fraud and election fraud. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta's not the worst reputation, but there, every election there's something wrong in Fulton County. And uh, this was pointed out at the hearing by one of the uh, state senators in Georgia that every election cycle there's a problem in Fulton County, Georgia. So th this uh, goes on and on all the time in these places. Uh, so, yeah, the, the fight and the discrepancies and such are not um, unusual to these places. Uh, these uh, fraudulent accusations, accusations of cheating... Uh, are not unusual to these areas. Nevada, same same stuff goes on. Uh, you know, problems constantly, discrepancies, allegations of fraud, cheating, whatever you want to call it. So I certainly don't think that this election should be over at this point, and I don't think that uh, these electors should be certified, and I don't think that the Electoral College should be uh, allowed to do its thing here in a couple days because just honestly, so much has gone wrong and been done inappropriately and quite possibly unconstitutionally this year that this, these elections should not be allowed to stand and it, it should go to a house delegation vote and a lot of people will think and say that i'm only saying that because i'm a trump supporter it, you know i'm an american first and to to tell people that your votes don't count which is what's happening when these uh discrepancies and problems are taking place uh, that's what they're doing to me they're saying my vote's canceled out by somebody who wanted to cheat in another state. Um, and why you would want to cheat to get rid of one of the best presidents we've had when we had 
uh, you know, less wars, better economy, uh, you know, but you had unrest and so on and so forth within the country, but that was brought on by, you know, liberals, uh, by instigators, radicals in Antifa, uh, and, and things of that nature. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't know, man. It's wild, wild and crazy stuff. So, uh, remember to pray for each other. Everybody, God bless you. Thanks for listening. Uh, and stay informed. Stay off the mainstream media and research and, and find things out for yourself. Let Sophie Lloyd play us out.